Welcome to the Books of Titans podcast, where I seek truth in the world's best books. I'm your host, Eric Rostad, coming to you from the beautiful Books of Titans studio in Franklin, Tennessee. My goal is to read 52 books per year and share what I'm learning. I'll talk a bit about each book, tie ideas together from a variety of genres, and share the one thing I always hope to remember from each book. Today, I'm going to cover The Places Beyond the Maps by Douglas Kane McKelvey. Well, this is a short story. It's a 168-page story, and it's part of a collection of stories housed within Wingfeather Tales. So last week on the podcast, I covered the Wingfeather Saga by Andrew Peterson. That is a fantasy series of four books, and I, I loved it. I was, it was delightful. And in that series, Andrew will mention people and places and have these footnotes that, that give just little snippets of information and, and kind of lead you to realize that you're, you're getting just a small glimpse and were you to follow all these rabbit trails, uh, you would be reading this novel the rest of your life. And so thankfully, Andrew does not go deep into all of these stories that, uh, that he could. But that's kind of what happens with this Wingfeather Tales. So this is not part of the four-book series of the Wingfeather Saga, but it, it's, it's a, an additional book where it, in, it's a collection of seven stories by six different authors. So Andrew Peterson, the, the author of The Wingfeather Saga, wrote two of these stories, one a, a short story and one a, a comic. And then there are five other authors that wrote in this as well. And so Doug McKelvey is one of these authors. And so if you're looking for the book called The Places Beyond the Maps, you're not going to find it. You're, you will need to buy Wingfeather Tales to, to get this particular story. And I was not planning on covering this one at all. Uh, I covered the Wingfeather Saga and was just going to leave it at that and go on to the next book for my next episode. But I was blindsided um, in in a way that I've never I've never experienced with a book in terms of just the the emotions it drew out of me. Uh, I've read a lot of great books and I've I've gotten great lessons out of a lot of them. There have been other books that have changed my life. Uh, but I've never had a book r- reach into me so deeply and and impact me, and I'm I'm at the point where I I I need to just talk it through, and I'm hoping this episode is is one of the one of the ways I can do that. But uh, have other people felt the same way about this story? I mean, it just it's one of those things where it's like you you come across something so good, and and something that that just hit you at such a deep level that it's just, I I just want to tell everybody about this. And I was not, I was not expecting, and you know, it's the last, it's the last story of this book. You know, I'm, I'm I'm kind of already thinking ahead to, to the next book I'll be reading. And, um, and, and it just, from the beginning, I just, it just hit me hard. And so I want to talk through some of those things. So just basically here, here's what the story's about. It's it's a devastating story. It's it's a story of pain and regret, and it's the story of a man who fails in the protection of his daughter. His daughter is taken right from under his roof. He's home. His wife is home. His wife is is trying to prod this man, her husband, to to do something, and and he won't. And his child is taken from him. 
and you read about these things happening in Wingfeather's saga, but I just never took a step back and, and thought, well, what did, you know, what did that mean for the father? What did that mean for the mother? But that's what Doug McKelvey is doing here. And so at the beginning, the man realizes what's just happened and he realizes his role in it. And then, as Doug McKelvey says, he seeks to redeem his failings and resurrect his family from this ruin. But by this point, his wife can't even stand to look at him anymore. Uh, he is, he, he's a coward. He, he, he failed. And so, to confront these failings, he, he seeks out, uh, he, he goes out on a journey. And... Part of it is, is that quote I just read said he's trying to redeem his failings. He's trying to resurrect his family from the ruin, but he's doing that by first just trying to, to get his daughter back and then by seeking justice. But then that leads him to, to walk through a wilderness of, of questions of what is justice. And it leads to anger at a maker that would allow this kind of injustice. And then it, it, it has further stages past that. I, I don't want to go too deep into it just to, uh, to not give any spoilers away. I, I hope you read this story. But I, I do want to highlight a few things that stuck out to me and, and some, just some beautiful parts to this story and, and perhaps get into a little of, of how and why this impacted me so much. So on, on a few different levels, so one level, just a lot of the books that I've read for this project... I, I, over the, over the span of those books, there are, are some ideas that just stand out and they stand out across a variety of types of books and they stand out and, and I call them important ideas because I see them all over the place and I see them in so many different areas. And so when I come across these ideas in a book, I, I'm just thinking, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen this all over the place. Yes. But they were just written about so well in, in this particular story that, so that was just one side of it. Like, yes, you nailed this. Yes. Th these are the, these are some important ideas. Uh, but you, you just nailed this. Like you, you wrote about it so brilliantly. Uh, so that was one side of it. Another side is just regret. Uh, the, the regret that this man has in, in, in looking at regret in my own life, uh, looking at, at times when I, I did not have courage. Um, so that was another level. Another level, just the father-daughter. I, I have two daughters. So just thinking about uh, a, a daughter being taken, a child being taken, and, and the devastation, and then knowing that you didn't do all that you could have done. Um, uh, another deep level to this story. And then there's there's other levels and, and again I'm 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 holding a lot back here just because uh, I, I don't want to give away any spoilers. So let me let me get into some of these these lessons and, and things that um, that I came across in this book that really stuck out. And the first one is just this idea that I, I saw come up in the Gulag Archipelago by Solzhenitsyn. And this this is one of my top ten books for the entire project, the the Gulag Archipelago. And uh, there, there were a, a lot of ideas that stuck out in that book. Uh, but there was one in particular. Um, he asked the question, you know, how, what do you do to, to make yourself stronger in the Gulag or the, the prison camp? 
Um, how, how can you, how can you survive that? And he makes this statement from the moment you go to prison, you must put your cozy past firmly behind you at the very threshold. You must say to yourself, my life is over a little early to be sure, but there's nothing to be done about it. I shall never return to freedom. I am condemned to die now or a little later. I no longer have any property whatsoever. For me, those I love have died and I, for them, I have died. Only my spirit and my conscience remain precious and important to me, end quote. And that's Solzhenitsyn, and, and yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty rough. But uh, he says, in order to survive, you have got, you've got to forget your former life. You're not going back to that. And I want to read a section now from The Places Beyond the Maps where there's a very similar idea. Only in giving up any hope of preserving this life could a man have seen his way clear to act. It was hope itself that had betrayed him, hope that had made him weak. It was the very fear of losing his daughter that had ensured her her, her loss. So only in giving up any hope of preserving this life could a man have seen his way clear to act. Um, I, I, I immediately thought of that Solzhenitsyn quote in that and, and had the father kept trying to, to pine back for this, this, this time with it, with his daughter, uh, that would have destroyed him. Uh, things had changed. His daughter was gone. He had to, he had to realize that and, and move on from there. And it's a harsh reality, but just just a connection and just something that it's stuck out so strongly when I read the Gulag Archipelago that um, that it stuck out here as well. Next thing, uh, if you've listened to this podcast at all, I, I talk about this all the time, and it's the idea of daily choices and daily daily habits. Just what what do we do? Uh, what do we do on a daily basis? But then, but but further to that, what do we do when no one's looking? What do we do with the seemingly insignificant choices we make on a daily basis, oftentimes that are either inside of us to where nobody can see them, or when we're alone, when no one knows if we've done one thing or another. What are the choices we're making in in those situations? And just the the reason it it comes up over and over in, in the books that I read is because these are the things that define your life. And you're not all of a sudden going to become the hero in a really tragic or difficult circumstance if you have not been the hero in these small daily decisions. And you see this so poignantly and, and tragically in this book. Um, and so let me, let me just share, share this. This is on page 202. Even then, he had no fight in him. For a man with a home and family, there was simply too much to lose, and so he did not resist in the small ways that a man might. And in time, the accumulation of such daily choices of acquiescence hardened into a kind of moral muscle memory, such that resistance was no longer even a possible option. For almost nine years, the man had been rehearsing his surrender. End quote. I... I I don't know how much better anyone could ever say, say that just the accumulation of such daily choices of acquiescence hardened into a kind of moral muscle memory. The the resistance was no longer even a possible option. So while this, 
while this man's daughter is being taken away, he, he can't, he can't muster up the courage in that, in that moment because he's had what, what says for almost nine years, the man had been rehearsing his surrender for the nine years prior to that important moment in his life. He had, he had not, he had made the wrong daily choices and those daily choices had accumulated into, uh, fear and someone who is not courageous. And it's so devastating to read about it in, in this context, uh, that, that the, the result of that was to lose, to lose his daughter. Um, but it's such an important point and something I see come up over and over. I want to read another section here that I just thought was beautiful. So uh, the book reminded me a lot of of Cormac McCarthy and just the Blood Meridian or the Road, um, just kind of um, that that journey, that desolation, that uh, tragedy, the devastation. Uh, there was a lot of that, but with Mac- McCarthy, uh, I, I like to think of him as as uh, staccato, like boom, 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 in the way he writes. This this book, uh, Doug Doug McKelvey has has a much more elegant way of writing. So you, I, I had this feel of Cormac McCarthy, but of an elegant Cormac McCarthy, and so the horror and the in the journey and the desolation that that was all there, uh, but but there was an elegance to it, and and I just thought this particular um, particular few sentences here were were. We're very beautiful. So here we go. Deprived of comfort and nourishment and community in this sudden desolate exile, the man's thoughts waxed dark and he buffed them darker still with a polish of his own coddled bitterness until all things were clouded by a thickening veil that descended between the man and his own perceptions. It was a sort of madness in which he soon came to see all past joys and sufferings as meaningless, all past hope and circumstance as either haphazard or cruel. It was a madness that did not begin in the mind, but in the soul and the heart, and only worked outward to the mind and body afterward. End quote. Uh, just throughout, it's, it's writing like that. And, and, and so not only is it, is it a good story, it's just the, the language, the, the writing is just, it's beautiful. I think the final thing that, that really stuck out to me was just how well this tied in with the Wingfeather saga. Now, remember, this is by a different author than who wrote the Wingfeather Saga, uh, but Doug McKelvey took that whole story, he took aspects of it, he took parts of it, he took ideas from that world and wove them together into this just incredible story. And so there's the question, you know, can I, can I just read this story itself without having read the Wingfeather Saga. And, and yes, you could, and you would recognize common themes and you would recognize uh, the regret of the father. You would, re- you would recognize uh, seeking retribution. You would recognize the father-daughter relationship. You would, you would understand the, the, the pain to some degree of, of losing your child, of, of having a marriage fall apart because of that loss and, and a, a, a wife not even able to look at her husband because of that lack of courage. Uh, you would understand a lot of these ideas, but it is so much more precious and so much more beautiful 
to have read the Wing Feather Saga right before this, and then just to see how all these pieces come together. So I, I, I hope you will read this. I, I'm, I'm actually just very intrigued right now, and, and um, I, I, I just want to know if other people had the same experience that I did with, with this story, because it, it hit me on a very deep level. So uh, please let me know if you have read this. I would, I would love to hear hear from you. And I, I hope you get I hope you get into the Wingfeather saga world. It's it's a world I didn't want to leave. And and then just to have it all tied up at the end with this this tale by Doug McKelvey was a real treat. I was listening to a podcast episode this morning and it's uh it was it was it's uh, on the new the the two testaments and so it's a podcast that they'll just have different uh, biblical scholars and talk about different things and and uh, about the bible and some of it gets really deep and and so it's just kind of it's really interesting and i was listening to this one this morning and and this lady was talking about the the 10 commandments and at the end of the episode they they ask a question what's something you've discovered recently that that you just want to share and so this woman replied, well, during, during COVID, my, my family, we were doing these, these huge puzzles and, and we just needed music to put on. So we, we turned on YouTube and, and somehow a song started playing by, by Andrew Peterson. And then we saw another video with Andrew Peterson and he was talking about his, his books at the Wingfeather Saga. And so this family ordered this series and then, and then she read through it. And she said she thinks this will outlast Narnia. And that was such a startling thing to hear. I, I was in the car this morning listening to that, and I, I just stopped the episode and I said, wow, probably five times. Because I had a similar thought while reading the series, and, and it's almost sacrilegious to, to say it in, in a way, just with the, the influence of Narnia and, and even Andrew Peterson himself being so deeply influenced by by the Narnia series, but there was something very special about the Wingfeather saga. And I think she's onto something there that this, this was so deep and, and I, I'm 42 and I, and I loved it. I've, I have an eight year old daughter who started reading it. Uh, I, I work at, I, I'm the business manager at a, a bookstore. And, and so I'm seeing kids come in all the time and, and wanting to read these. And then this, this woman who was on the podcast this morning, she said her 70 year old mother had read through the series twice and was just amazed at the depth of it. Yes, all of that is true. And then to have it end with this story by Doug McKelvey and, and, and even, I think even tying the, the saga even closer was something really special. So I, I hope you give it a try and please let me know if you read this final story uh, from, from Wingfeather Tales. I would love to hear if you had a similar experience that, that, uh, that I did. It was beautiful. It was, um, it was devastating. I mean, the whole, the, a lot of the first parts, I just kept writing devastating in the, in the margin and, and just to think, uh, think about this man's life and, and what he had, what he had gone through, and, and then to, for him to know that so much of what was happening was was because of him, because of his choices. Uh, oh man, it was good. That's going to do it for for this episode. Thank you for listening. 
I'd love to hear from you, uh, especially if you've read this story. You can email me at eric at booksoftitans.com. You can buy this book from Landmark Booksellers. That's where I'm business manager. And if you use the coupon code Books of Titans, that'll give you 10% off of this book. That's the best way that you can support this podcast. You can follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter. It's just at Books of Titans. And also, the, I have a website, booksoftitans.com, that's just stock full of resources to help you find the best books and create your own reading list. I'm going to take next week off for Thanksgiving, and then I'll be back a week after that to discuss another book from my 2022 reading list. Until then, keep reading, keep learning, and keep listening. I'm out.